welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in high sensitivity and the founder of the Sensitive Empowerment Community. I'm starting a grassroots movement to create a paradigm shift that values and honors sensitivity and all of its gifts needed in the world. I invite you to join my Sensitive Empowerment Community and explore all my resources created for highly sensitive people including my free masterclasses, especially my masterclass about high sensitivity and anxiety. You can also get a letter to give medical and mental health practitioners about high sensitivity so that they have the information they need about you to prevent misdiagnosis and just to know how to best give you the right kind of care that you need. Plus, you'll find multiple resources that teach you how to balance and honor your sensitive nervous system, understand your incredible value, love who you are, and empower you to bloom in your highest potential. My entire website is dedicated to HSPs. You can explore all of these essential resources, join my sensitive empowerment community, and register for my free masterclasses at juliebieland.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I hope you've been exploring all the episodes of the HSP podcast and please share them to help support other sensitive people. I hope you enjoy the following episode. Welcome everyone. I'm Julie Bieland and we're recording live in the sensitive empowerment community and we've invited some special guests to join us as well too. Today's topic is honoring black HSP leaders of this generation and generations to come, how we overcome the inner battles we face and what fuels our strengths to show up in our own unique way with Michael Coles. Michael is an HSP intuitive health strategy coach and holistic health practitioner. He helps professionals heal and improve their health by creating health strategies that work and are sustainable to live a life of fulfillment and joy. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yay, so happy. Yeah, this is your second event with us. And I'm, I'm going to put a link to your earlier event too. And we post the show notes and everything so everybody can see it. Yes, we're very happy to have you. I really love what you said that you wanted um, listeners to receive today. You said that there, you, you wanted listeners to know that there is a safe place to express themselves and others will hold space for them and listen. The first step to healing is acknowledging the shadow that follows you to be able to embrace the light. I really love that. Do you want to say more about that? Um, yeah, I mean, besides being a HSP and I guess being being a, a outlier in a lot of, of society and groups and families and, and people not, not understanding us, um, being, being Black in in this generation and the past generation and the future generation, it's all they're they're it's different but the same, if you will. So it's like uh, we we all we all hold the cellular memory of our, our ancestors and, and the pain that 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 people people went through. But each each generation has a different experience when it comes to prejudice, racism. Um, just, just, just different, different things of oppression, um, of, um, having a 
I guess, global stereotype, but also a stereotype from the past generation of how you should be, what, it, what is your identity? I'm telling you because you are this race, you, you are this, this, this gender, that you're supposed to act in the world this way because of X, Y, and Z. So there's, so there's, there's, there's a lot more of a push to act a certain way because of the oppression and, and of trying to get the, up, the upswing of like, if you're, if you're better than these other white people, then they're gonna see you as equal, but you have to push harder. You have to act a certain way. And if you act the same way that, that you act at home with us, they're gonna think that you're in this box and, and you, you might not get the opportunities that you, um, that you would, and also like fitting in um, as, as as well. It's like when my father was 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 younger, he grew up in Jim Crow in segregation. So it was like everything was separate. You you fit in because you you can only be with with your people. Um, my generation, I grew up. You know, luckily out of civil rights and, and, and I mean, out of that era, Jim Crow, but having civil rights, not really, not really seeing racism unless it's kind of, you know, bits here and bits there, but it wasn't in my face, like pushing me down all the time. Um, and then being biracial, it's like, I'm in a school with all different races, creeds and colors, but I feel different being an HSP. I feel different being two races and then the black kids say, oh, you're too white. You act too white. You don't, you don't, you don't fit in our box. And then the white kids are, you're too black. You don't fit in our box. And then you're also sensitive. You're not this, you're not that. So it was, it was so much judgment, but also a lot of, um, I guess, expectation from, from my family of, you know, speak well, don't, you know, sag your pants, don't try and be cool with like all the, all the other people, people in school. And, um, you know, it's like trying to, trying to join the fads of like all the cool clothes and like, you know, and the hip hop culture, it was like, no, that, that culture is okay. But for you as, as my child, you need to dress well, you need to speak well, you need to like get good grades, because if you don't, then you're probably not going to get the best job. And kind of, there was this kind of like hierarchy of like, of needs to be met, but also a higher expectation of what you need to do because you're not like the other white kids that can just go and do whatever they want. So um, just, seeing, just seeing my generation and then seeing this new generation of, of, of kids growing up, not even knowing color. They're just like, that's my friend. You know, like they, they have no idea what what color, what race is, what racism, what what prejudice is. And some some people um, think it's think it's gone, think it's like, you know, like that's in the past. Like, like, you know, I don't have to I don't have to think about my history because because that's in the past and this is a new generation. But then Charlottesville happened and I actually lived in Charlottesville when 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 all those riots were happening and and the people getting run over and it was just it was just chaos and and it it really opened my eyes to say that this type of mentality is still here 
but it's been kind of hidden and diluted and, and kind of push, pushing the shadows, but there's, but there's still this, this level of racism, prejudice, um, and, um, and like patriarchy as well. And it's, it's, it's still here. And I think even though, even though black people are educated, they are successful, they, 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 they live and, and have a good life, there is still this inner battle at times of, of, am I living up to who I am supposed to be? Am I, am I good enough to, to do this job, to be a parent, to do this, you know? And, and, there's, and there's a lot of, of judgment from other people of, you're not doing it like you're supposed to be doing it. So then there's this questioning of, am I really doing it right? You know, like, and there's this, this kind of level of shame from the past um, generations of thinking that they, their, their way is the right way. And then we think our way is the right way passing on to our children. So it kind of, it kind of you know, keeps going. But I think, I think our generation is becoming more open-minded and more, and more fluid when it comes to um, raising our children in the future, hopefully to, to, really, to really recognize the racism, the pain, but also to empower them to say that they, they can make a change, they can stand up, they can be a leader in, in now and then when they grow up in the future. And, um, you know, fortunately we're not beat down emotionally and physically like my, you know, past family was of, of just physically, like you can't come in this store because of your, your black, you gotta go in the basement, you know? And, and, and just, just, just the stories that my dad has told me, it, it's, it's very sad. And I feel as HSP, I really feel that, that hurt and that pain. And when things happen, I feel it for like days and weeks. And it's like, it just, it just sits with me. And, um, I just really wanted to honor the past generation of, of people that might not be in the news and like have, you know, have like, like be, be, be in the history of books, but they've done great things. And um, especially my, my, my dad, he, I think he's, he's, he's an HSP because this, this past Black Lives Matter thing really, really struck home and he was like enough is enough and um you know just the years of him seeing hopefully hopefully this year this president or this you know person in government or this person in, in power is going to change things nope it's back to the same old like it was and then hopefully this person will change. nope it's back to the same and it's just like he kept saying same things over and over and over again um but one thing one one thing that I think it was like, I think it was like three years ago, two, 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 three years ago, maybe sooner than that. Um, there's a, there's a high school called Tucker high school that was, was being kind of demolished and then, and rebuilt. So, so my dad in his, I think it was his sophomore or junior year. That's when they, they ended segregation and they had a choice. Either the kids could, could integrate or they could stay within their school so my my dad was one of five black men that chose volunteered to go into a integrated school 
because most of the students were like, no, we're happy with our with our people, with our culture. You know, you know, we we can study, we can we can focus. If we go there, we'll get spit on, we'll, we'll get called names and, and bullied. So why, why, why would we want to leave our our group to go? And, you know, my dad, you know, thought really somebody has to do it, you know, like like we're we're free and we have free choice. But if we still choose to stay separate, we're not really equal, you know, mm-hmm. so um so they the the school wrote up a paper with him and 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 just just honored him um, because he chose to deal with all this crap, <laughs> you know, getting burned with cigarettes and pushed and mocked and and all this stuff. But he but he he just told me somebody had to do it. Somebody had to step up, and he and he stepped up. And I think because he felt so much of the pain and. Of, of other people and of, of, of himself and just he just felt like he had to do something and um so i'm just i'm just so thankful that that he did that and he really instilled strength in me to 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 be a leader and to step up and to and to do things you know sometimes he, he had that that tough love and i'm a and i'm a kid and, you know, I think I know it all and I want to do it my way. But then it's like, you know, he he he, he instilled r- really, really good values in me. And I'm just thankful that he was able to get through that because a lot of people get broken down and they die a broken person because they're constantly trying to strive, getting stepped on, getting squashed. And um, I just I just want to hear other people's stories and, and um, coming up to this. I've been speaking to to different um, people in, in the group, and each, each person has has a a different story about growing up black. You know, growing up in in different countries, in different um, you know just places where where there was no question about like like there's black and white people, but they all get along, and there's no like really oppression of you can't drink at this water fountain because you're this color. So it's just it's so interesting to see different people and and to see people that came up in the worst situation but still rose out of that and 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 made that their 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 message and their purpose to to help others and to do something great within their life and um yeah like i just want to hear about the people that don't get put in the history books and i'm sure there's 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 so many people here listening so many people that 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 have stories from their family from from their own lives that they might want to share and um just just understanding that yes we can be the i guess strongest person and most successful person but there there's there can be that inner dialogue of I am not enough going on. No matter, you know, like not not just black people, but everyone. So that's that's something that we have to really bring up and talk about. And the the more we can we can empower ourselves to understand that we we are not alone in this thought process, and that we do have the power within it within us to overcome. We can come together as as a community and really uplift each other and 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 empower each other so um 
I think that because of, of all that's going on, it's been very difficult for people to connect and have a, a safe space because social media is getting political and, and the, the monetary stuff and, and people are, are just getting you know, blacklisted and ghosted and cut off and you can't say this, you can't say that. And it's, 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 it's very difficult that we can't, and also we, we can't gather in the street and we can't like really have close, close, you know, town halls to really discuss things. So it's just, we're, we're relying on social media and these, these online spaces to hopefully have free speech, hopefully come together. So I think this is a, a, a community that is very embracing and can, um, can have a free and open forum for people to, to cry, to laugh, to scream, to, to do whatever they want and feel like they are being held in a safe container. Yes, <laughs> that's beautiful, Michael. And I really appreciate you sharing your story. So powerful. Um, and I was saying, that is so brave, especially as an HSP. I wanted to share that and invite anybody else to share their story today to that we're holding a container, an open container of support for you. And 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 Michael, just to share a moment of um, acknowledging what you and your family have been through, um, what you talked about, what you shared and the oppression and everything that you talked about where, you know, the experience of not being able to be yourself in the world and, and getting messages that you're less than or that you're not enough and, and how many generations have experienced that and how difficult that is. And I think it's really beautiful that you're sharing your story, that you're opening up a space for others to talk about it. And, and even for those listening that uh, are listening to the replay afterwards, I wanna create a space for that so that you can even share with Michael um, if you're listening afterwards. So if anybody wants to come on and share their story, are you resonating with Michael, what he's saying? Do you wanna share your story? I just wanna kind of provide a space for that. Michael, anything else you wanna share while we're waiting to see if somebody wants to pop in? Um. I mean, I have, I have other, other, I guess, things to, to talk about, about my grandfather, but um, I'll let, I'll let other people share first before I, before I dive into that. And you can unmute yourself. You can write in the chat, whatever you would like to do. I want to just create a space for that to, to share. And also any, any parents out there that um, are trying to raise their children in what's going on, you know, to like, to, to help them understand, you know, both we're, we're, we're in a pandemic and wearing masks and not, not being, being able to, to connect with, with other, other children, other family, and um, just how to really grasp all of this chaos of, of the police and the killings and all that as a as a young person it can be very scary to see a person of your same color on tv dying because of a white person is like putting force on you and like how do you explain that to to a child so i know that 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 can be a very tough situation so you know like i would like to hear what what people are how they're navigating that that as well 
Yeah. I mean, it's such an amazing thing to be sharing this and, and to be able to um, talk about your story and the story of your family and what Black people are experiencing right now and what they have been experiencing for generations. I think being able to share that, those stories of oppression in a space that feels safe to do that can be a really powerful thing. Um, Kristen saying, I'm taking in what you're sharing, Michael, the injustice that BIP, you know, Black Indigenous people of color folks deal with um, came into my awareness very early as an HSP. I so want to show up as an ally and be a witness. Thank you. Oh, I also uh, got her hand raised. Yeah, please come on um, and share. Hi, I figured I would just come on video to say hi. Um, I wanted to say, Michael, a lot of what you said really resonated. Um, and I think for me in particular, it's kind of all of these things come together. I'm uh, a woman and also black and also an HSP. And I work in a very male dominated field. I work in STEM. And so like for so long, I felt like um, there was, there were like things wrong with me. And I didn't know why I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I fit in. And it's only in the last couple of years where I've just started to understand like have all these different layers of identity and kind of how there's just so much gaslighting, especially of, of people with different identities and your feelings are minimized, your emotions are minimized, you're not allowed to have certain, you know, the society doesn't want to feel the emotions that you express at being marginalized in different ways. And um, it's taken a lot for me to kind of work with that and see that and understand that and then also feel how it comes up for me and um, I think a lot of kind of trying to get into a lot of more embodiment practices um, to really allow those sensations to work through and feel as there's thoughts that come up and maybe those lead to sensations or sensations lead to thoughts and and try to kind of allow all of those to to come out, but it's really felt transformational to, to feel like, oh, okay, you know, I am different. I am different in many of these ways, but that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and um, it's been really <clears throat> start to feel into that more. So thanks very much for sharing and thanks Julie also for creating this space. Thank you for sharing. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Having, allowing those those emotions to come through our body and 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 release is super important. But it's not, it's not something that comes come, comes naturally. You know, it's like when when we're told to kind of suck it up and 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 be strong and just like sh show a brave face and some some family uh bubbles you know crying is not really allowed or um or or like if you're upset really having a deep conversation about why you're upset and what's going on is is not something that's that's really talked about because it's it's scary and it's painful and it's and it's hurtful and it brings up a lot of um 
past traumas and stuff. So let's just kind of brush it under the rug and, and, you know, like kind of not, not really talk about it, but then it just builds up inside of us. And it just, it, it creates this like dense feeling of, of, of like heaviness and like loneliness. So um, yeah, I am also a big proponent of letting go of all that stuff, letting, letting our body feel it really, really kind of embodying ourselves and really really tuning in to what what we're feeling and and giving giving love to ourselves you know if we need time to really just be alone and 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 take a bath or or take a walk in nature and really really understanding that we need that extra self-love to fill up our cup to to nourish ourselves because all all of this stimulus outside of the world and inside can be overwhelming at times and the more we we tune in and allow ourselves to kind of navigate through that um, it makes it makes it a lot easier to be strong in the world but also release a lot of stuff that we don't want to carry with us so yeah i thank yeah. you so much io for sharing your story for being brave to come on and share your story i believe that the sharing of these stories can be some steps towards healing and Kay has uh, her hand up too. So I'd love to invite you to join us. Hello Kay, are you there? Oh, having some mic issues. I don't know if Michael, if you'd like to share more while Kay's getting her mic issues set up. We'd love to hear from you, Kay, when you're ready. Um, yeah, and, and so one one of the one of the good techniques that um, has really really helped me is um, EMDR, um, and um, I mean it's so it's so simple, but it's so profound of going into a thought and an and an image of some sort of trauma or, or, I mean, it could be a big trauma or, or, or little trauma, big T or little T, you know, or just, a, just a event that, that happened that day or the past week that, that has been kind of, um, disturbing to you, um, to really go in and visualize yourself, but then kind of have this more of a separation and it's like it, it's like controlling a play of you're seeing it play out, but then you can you can intervene and you can um, you can change the dialogue. You can you 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 can really re reframe the story to be be empowering, and that really tells your nervous system like, like no, like I'm I'm not going to be scared anymore. You know, like I'm I'm going to be strong and just just really changing those thoughts to change the emotion within and that truly can help you reframe and release that old story 
and know that the empowered part of you can talk to this scared part of you and really hold 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 its hand to 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 come along and just navigate each and every day by by do, doing these techniques and at first i was doing it with with a, a a therapist practitioner but now it's like i can just do it on my own just tap and go in and meditate and and really and really think about these things but it it sounds so woo woo and so and so i guess um esoteric and simple but it is such a profound technique to do to really tap in and yes it's going to hurt yes it's going to be painful and upsetting but once you let those feelings go your body just feels so much lighter and more space to like to like take on more um love for yourself and and just have more space to be creative and do Beautiful. I love that you're sharing some techniques that have been helpful for you. Kay thinks that she's ready. We'd love to have you come on. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so first of all, thank you all for having this. And Michael, thank you so much for sharing and kind of creating this space for us. Um, I just wanted to say, oh, I would start my video, but I the room I'm in and the amount of fries and hamburger I've eaten might still be on my face. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do that. But, it's a safe um, space. Anything goes. Maybe, maybe another time. Um, <laughs> but I, I recently came into the uh, awareness of the whole world of HSP about a month and a half ago. So I'm still learning. I'm uh, still processing and trying to understand um, as far as I can tell, I'm probably a highly sensitive extrovert. And what I've had to do is kind of reframe my entire life. Um, I'm now in my 30s and just kind of like understand and um, see why my past experiences have been in some part what they have been. And so a lot of that is coming, of course, after 2020. And for me, everybody had a pretty, pretty cruddy year for the most part. Um, but my story is that I am working in public health. We're kind of like the unseen essential workers. And so we started working on COVID stuff back in January or February. And so, and it was nonstop. Since then, um, it was, you know, 60 hour uh, weeks and, you know, just uh, 16 hour days and just a lot of crazy work, constant changing information, high stress, and of course the, the unknown factor. Um, I also got, I got married last year. And so it was that, and then planning my wedding you know, like for a few hours on Sunday every day. And then also everything that just happened in the news with Black Lives Matter. And um, the news was also back and forth about COVID. Uh, there was a lot of fear and just misinformation. And it was just a lot all the time. And I found myself not able to have capacity for everything you know, I'm engaged, I have a relationship, I have 
uh, my parents I was living with. I have friends who were scared and asking me about COVID information. I have my normal job. And then I have everything happening with, you know, police shootings. And it was just all the time. But at the same time, I felt this guilt because I didn't have more capacity to to just be everything. Like I, I really wanted to be like out there, you know, um, supporting the in a, in in an appropriate way. Black Lives Matter. I wanted to let my fellow Black people know that I also felt the same way and wanted them to feel loved and heard and I wanted to help but I just I could barely watch the news like I could I could just not do any more than I was already barely making it through and it just took a while for me to get over that guilt about and then of course like in the I'm severely stressed out so I'm I'm overwhelmed and uh just of course at that point wondering why? Like, why is it so hard for me to make it through this work day? You know, why do I just feel like crying? Or why do I just blow up on my fiance when he asked me a normal question? And uh, it just took me a while to get to the point where I could, like, make boundaries and make time for rest. And also to forgive myself and not be so hard on myself for not being able to do more than I was already doing. And so uh, that was just something that, you know, especially as a Black person, I just really wanted to do more to, to kind of like help heal like our culture and our people and even my parents, you know, and I just, I could, I felt like I was just barely making it through myself. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it is a, it, a lot. And I don't watch the news. I, I am very particular with how I take in the news. And typically, re, like reading the, 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 the news and like, you know, have, having it curated that way is much easier because the, the regular. TV can, they sensationalize stuff to, to get attention. So <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so, I guess, one-sided at times and very harsh. And it is a lot to take in. And being a HSP, setting up boundaries has been a big struggle for a lot of people. And for me, it's taken me a long time to really set boundaries to only take in things and energy from from people that I trust from from sources at a certain I guess rate and then I I have to like put up the boundary and then have time for me have time to to decompress have time to love myself to kind of it's like that that pressure builds up and you got to kind of hit the hit the 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 side button to like let let some of that pressure and steam out um but yes i mean i i can totally relate with you and um i 
like COVID, COVID ha has, has really brought up a lot of stuff um, as well from, cause I'm a, a Marine too. And I went to war and it was like, that's added stuff on top of, of my, my plate. A lot of, lot of guilt there and, and stuff and shame there. So I, I really had to, the, the, the um, EMDR helped really well, but really talking to somebody that can create that safe space for you to get it off your chest for, for, for them to really understand you and have that dialogue. And maybe, maybe your, your way to give back to people is to create that intimate setting and have a space and a present place for them to have that dialogue to discuss what they're feeling. Because going to the, the Black Lives Matter rallies, there were a lot of people that were so mad and so, and so I guess, over it that it was just in your face, in your face, like this is what we want and, and just so aggressive versus having a natural conversation. It was just like, I'm gonna say my point, you're gonna say your point, but there wasn't, I don't think there was really a cohesive um, dialogue with a lot of people. And um, it's good to, to show up and say work, Oh, sorry. It's good to to show up and say that 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 we're we're taking a stand um, for things, but that's not everybody's role. I don't believe. I think I think there there are there are people that need to be on the sidelines and need to have that space and um, openness to have a discussion and really, really hold people that may have gone to a, a riot and had a more traumatizing experience because they're trying to push themselves to, to go out there, but that's so taxing. So, so yeah, I, I, I totally understand and I honor you for where you are. And um, I think that you have a unique space that you can help people in this in this issue in this time yeah i agree and if Kay or io you want to come back on to to share mm -hmm. more or in response to michael and i also just want to validate the the experience i'm hearing this a lot from the black community we did another event uh, with Sydney James about being highly sensitive while black and actually there was a lot of feedback about that same feeling that you expressed Kay about wanting to do more but feeling completely overwhelmed and I just want to validate that that you know there you've you mentioned I and mean, you were you've gone through so much in that year and there really is only so much that each person can possibly do and 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 so impacted by the trauma and Michael, what you said about the news, I 100% agree with that. I think reading is going to be, especially for HSPs, uh, watching the news can be incredibly traumatizing, especially as a Black HSP. So I agree with that to try to minimize the, the trauma that's, that's on the news every day. Um, and yeah, I'm just reading some also some notes on here. Yeah, if anybody else wants to come on and share, please do, or in response to, to Michael. Yeah. Kim. Um, hi. Um, going along with that, I mean, I think what I've kind of 
learned from the HSP community, I just joined, um, is kind of confronting the guilt that does come with our traits sometimes. So I see the news and I feel this like strong responsibility to be informed and I have such strong empathy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm white, but the Black Lives Matter movement like really touched me and hit me. And I felt this like strong need to like contribute and then balancing that with my own overwhelm and my own capacity and kind of figuring out like feeling guilty almost like why can't I do more or why can't I absorb more of this, you know, just such a strong responsibility <laughs> that I think comes with being an empath and an HST, but um, it's just such a hard balance and it's hard to fend off that guilt of wanting to be so informed and wanting to take it all in. Um, and I guess it comes back to kind of like accepting what our limitations are and what our strengths are and absorbing what we can and kind of processing it and giving it back to the world in the beautiful way we know how, but um, you know, knowing your limits too, without having that guilt. So I don't know, just, I don't, it's kind of an ongoing thing I struggle with, um, and I'm sure many of you can relate. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing, Kim. And also just sharing these stories, like Kay and Ayo to share your story, Michael to share your stories. These are powerful things to be doing right now, and, um, and you know, just develop your own self-compassion around all of this, too, that your awareness of what you need. Um, and ho hopefully having tools, some of the tools like Michael's naming and self-compassion in general is going to be such a powerful tool to have during all of this. It's so life-changing, right, Michael? It is, it is. So self-compassion and there's a, there's a, a powerful process that I use for myself and for my clients as well. And it's really, it's really looking at our our self self map. Like so, our 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 identity is built upon our 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 beliefs, our our thoughts, our accomplishments, and um, and ideas. And when we're when we're so small, it's like it's like having a dartboard, and you're the bullseye. And when you're small, people are throwing all these darts on your board, telling you. Who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to believe and do, and it's and it's very overwhelming. And I think sometimes when when it becomes too much pressure and and the environment is not suited for creativity and 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 growth, um, we can forget that we have choice to take off those darts and put them away. Like we have choice of our of our own identity. We 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 bring all these beliefs with us, but then we, we hit a certain age in, in, in adulthood and carry a lot of these beliefs with us. And they can be very, very limiting. And we wanna, we wanna push through them and, and, and be strong and just and do it. But um, actually taking the time to really go within and see what's on the map and see, does this belief suit me? Maybe in the past, it's it's helping me survive, but right now it's not helping me uh, become the best person I can be. So can I am I willing to take that off or move it further away from the center, you know, of the bullseye and and really 
really understanding what what our beliefs are and how we act because like I think it's like 90 percent of our life is like habit and automatic and we and we we see something have a reaction and then we have an emotion and that turns into an action and and then and then we have a certain positive or negative response based on that so if we can really understand what what makes us move throughout the day and actually take the actions have the thoughts and and who who we are then we can really we can really shift that and change and mold ourselves into who we want to be but we have to actually look at all of the the stuff that is inside of us and that can be the hardest part but it's so rewarding to actually do that um and there's 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 a process involved that that we go through but just for me personally i mean i i i only practice what I preach. I only teach what I've done. And I've and I've transformed myself from, you know, healing from all these ailments to obesity to addiction to all this stuff. And and I really had to go within and really had to shift stuff inside of me and say, look, this is not working working for me anymore. I need to get rid of that. And it's going to free up space. It's going to have more space to have self-love to to take in um, positive things from other people and be lighter and not just feel, and not feel so heavy and then just finding community of other people that you can really discuss this with and really and really like like linking with you're like i'm not the only person dealing with this i don't have to do this alone and together we can create like voltron i don't know if, if, if you remember voltron the little cartoon but it's like together we can you know be be powerful so yeah, I can rant all day, but <laughs> no, there's so much to say. And this is really just the beginning of the whole conversation. And um, if anybody's listening and wants to find, I'm very excited that we're adding black HSP practitioners to the HSP practitioner directory. And I'm, I'm so glad, Michael, you're on that. So people can also work with you because I do think that it's important to, to work. If you are black, to work with a black practitioner. Do you agree with that, Michael? I do. I do. Especially when it involves mental and physical health. So, so there's, there's, there's a part of our culture that we are unhealthy because we learn how to eat a certain way. And that food sticks with us, not, not only on our palate, but in our, in our mind, in our cells of like, when, when, when I eat this food, this, brings me closer to my my parents my grandparents my ancestors because this is this is what my culture eats and then that that can really cause physical ailments and disease in the body which then can cause us to to feel feel guilty for not being healthy for for being overweight and then um there's 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 just a lot of more of that mental dialogue that plays into the physical and who am I supposed to be as a black person versus versus who am I supposed to be in the world? So I think I think every race and identity has a certain way of this is the way that they're told they should be in the world. So I think connecting with somebody that can truly relate can really, really, really connect and also help open up 
the space to say, this person understands me, I'm going to pour out and open up to them. Because personally, I, I've, coming back from Iraq and having all these issues, I've gone to different therapists to try and talk about things, but some of them just weren't the right fit because they just didn't connect. You know, and there were there were there were several reasons why, but it's just like not having that connection. It's like no matter how much I want to release, there's just like invisible wall here that is just bouncing back, and it just it doesn't feel like it's 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 being um, reciprocated. So, yes, I think that's 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 very important. Yeah, and and Michael, in just the remaining time that we have, we, we I went by so fast, and I know there's so much to share. Um, but why don't you let us know how people can find you and if there's anything else you wanted to share you mentioned a story about your grandfather i just wanted to give some space to that if that's the story you wanted to share sure sure yeah i mean um you can you can find me on um, instagram um you can find me at michaelacoles.com or you can just um send me an email at michaelacoles1982 at gmail so those are different ways or or on Facebook, I'm on Facebook. So, um, you know, I, I post there, post things and, and, and interact. And, and I love to, to hear stories of other people. So if, if, if you all have something to share after this or want to, you know, post a video or something, you know, feel free to, to, to interact with me and we can kind of spread this awareness to other people. Um, so my story of my grandfather, I only have bits and pieces of what happened, um, but my grandfather was an amazing, amazing man from what I've been told because he, he lived, so we're in Virginia and back in the day, black people lived in the like rural area. So it was like a lot of land, a lot of country. Um, my grandfather's uh i guess family had a farm and all this so he dropped out of out of the the third grade to work on the farm so 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 he was literate and um but everyone in the family had a a um a special i guess i think what you call it like 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 everybody was either a carpenter or a bricklayer or, you know, lay cement. So whenever, whenever somebody need, needed a home, everybody got together and they built the house for that person. And then they built kind of like a certain neighborhood. And um, my grandfather just built like such a beautiful estate. I mean, like a million dollar estate. Like, I mean, it was like, when I grew up, I thought I was rich because you know, he had a, a in-ground pool and like a pool table and a, and a patio and all this stuff, but it was all built from him. And, and it was so beautiful, but like, he, he can't do math. He can't write, he can't read. I'm like, how the heck are you doing? Are you doing all this stuff? You know? And I found out that, that he had, he ran with my grandmother, a, a juke joint, which is like a, like a jazz club. And they lived upstairs and they had the like jazz club downstairs. So, I mean, he was, he was a entrepreneur and with all of this stuff of the, the, like before the housing act, 
they were doing a lot of stuff within um, contracts of not not allowing blacks to purchase purchase uh, buildings or or be in a certain area. So he just really navigated a lot of of suppression and stuff, especially with raising children that my grandmother would take my dad into the basement of Bloomingdale's to shop because they can't go into the front of the store, which is, to me, it's like, I can't understand that because I just grew up going into any store. So it's just the stuff that that they, they have gone through, he just persevered and he was such a hard worker and really wanted so much for, for his family. And my my father, my aunts and uncles, they're just they're they're just such great people, educated people, just really strong, really, I guess, sure-footed because of what my grandparents did and went through to persevere and to just instill within them. And that strength has just been passed down. And I I'm just so thankful. And, and you know, like I, I don't know all the stories. You know, there's there's a lot of stories that won't be told because they're they're so traumatizing and, and hurtful, but there are also so many grand stories of of strength and of overcoming and 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 just doing a lot more than other white people would ever do, you know. So in that time, you know, just kind of there's I don't know, there's, there's upper class, middle class, lower class in all races, but um, just, just being kind of pushed down in this class of like, you stay here and people still rising through and trickling and said, uh-uh, you're not keeping me down here. And there's so many millionaires and, and successful people and people that, that are, are just humble and working with youth, you know, working, working to, to help empower people, teachers and educators. And I mean, they 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 don't get recognized enough and um so you know i really really wanted to get this story from you know about him and um so i i can find out more i guess from my family but um just from what i've been told it's just i'm just so thankful that that i can be a part of that of that lineage and um and it, it really it really helps me understand what our civil rights leaders went through. And like, I can feel it, you know, and, and it brings me closer to like wanting to know more about, about my past culture and, you know, what happened because a lot of my generation growing up, we didn't care about history class. We just wanted to play and party and do all this stuff. So it's a different, it's a different mentality when it comes to like to like schooling and learning. I think now than 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 before when it's when it's so in your face. You're like, I'm going to focus. I'm going to study. I'm going to be educated. I'm going to do something big. Um, and now just having so many different options, it's like the pool is is so much more open for everyone. Um, but there's still that inner battle going on which needs to be heard and spoken up, especially men. You know, we don't, we don't talk about health. We don't talk about uh, mental illness. And that's something that sometimes can, can kill us because we just stuff it down. So, you know, like really, really having, having 
places to open up and to feel like we are not alone and that it's okay and we're still a man, we're still manly if we are vulnerable, if we speak up about our feelings, if we cry, you know? So that, that, that idea of quote unquote, a man has to change. And that, and that idea of quote unquote, being a woman and what you should do, black, white, whatever, needs, needs to change too. So I just, yeah, race, creeds, sexual preference, everything is opening up and coming to light and, and needs to be talked about and really embraced and honored in the past, the future, and the present needs to be honored. Beautiful, Michael. That's a beautiful story to share. And you gave me goosebumps when you talked about, you know, being pushed down and kind of rising above. I, I just think that's so remarkable. And and in sharing your story and and those of, of you that shared your story today, I just want to really honor you and thank you for sharing your story. And and we have so much to do to combat racism, to to build um, and, and grow and, and move humanity forward in these areas. And if there's the things that I can do that's a part of that, it's, it's really important to me to be a part of that. Um, so thank you, Michael. I am just in awe of your story and you're such a great example of sensitive empowerment and sensitive black empowerment. To be able to share your story with others is going to be very powerful, I think. So I just wanna thank you mm -hmm. for that. Thank you. Thank you all for sharing and for being here. Yes, thank you all for being here. And uh, I'm going to post this if you are listening to the replay after this and you want to watch the video part of it. Um, it'll be at hspblog.com. If you want to join the Sensitive Empowerment Community to be with us live every week, we've got some more events coming up with some Black leaders. I love, Michael, that you're a part of the community. And uh, if you want to check out the HSP practitioners directory, you can go to juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com and find everything that we've talked about, including this video. Um, thank you so much, Michael, for everything that you are in the world and for, for being here today. I appreciate you and I value you and I honor you. Thank you, Julie. I honor you too. Love you. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Thank you for being with us, everybody. Bye-bye. I hope you're taking extra good care of your beautiful, sensitive self and that you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join my sensitive empowerment community and my upcoming free masterclasses for HSPs that are being called Life Transforming. You can truly thrive to your fullest potential as a highly sensitive person when you have the right tools and support. Explore all of my resources for HSPs at juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I look forward to welcoming you to my community. Thank you.